Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks a lot for watching. We appreciate it. Lots to talk about today. I'm going to talk about a bunch of projects that had some interesting weekend activity. Nakamigos, D-Gods. Going to dive into punks and kind of what happened there with Blur. Then a few cool art sales. Let's get right into it. Starting with a quick market overview. Volumes were up a fair bit. Uh, now, this is all because of Wrapped CryptoPunks. We'll talk about it in a little while. There was something like 90 that sold in one go. If you remove CryptoPunks, volume was kind of in line with where they've been for most of the year, other than the big jump we had after Season 2 started. Market cap largely in Blur's camp, though a little bit less so than before. You can see the seven-day average. Something like 75% of the volume in E-Terms has been on Blur. In terms of flips, traders were actually profitable, and they've been profitable for a few days in a row. Why is that? This is all because of Nakamigos. We're going to talk about Nakamigos in a bit. Nakamigos had traders in general made 2,600 ETH of return just so far in April. So there's been a lot of profit on Nakamigos. Large cap index was down a little bit. Doodles were up. Clonex was down. We added captains to the list. Captains, welcome to large cap. I, I, I played with it a little bit, but captains clearly, you know, uh, six ETH floor. You know, potatoes, 3E floor, they belong on here. Mid-cap index down a little bit. A lot of strength in potatoes. A bit of weakness in open, opepin edition, VV checks. Jack Butcher ecosystem fell a touch. Now let's talk about Nakamigos. Because Nakamigos are going crazy, okay? Floor price up to, this is 0.7 ETH. That's because I did this like an hour ago. Floor price right now is at 0.85 ETH versus below 0.4 on March 31st. What happened? Who knows? You know, it's hard to sorry, hard to figure out these momentum markets, but Beeple did make Nakamigos the feature of his daily cartoon. Showed a guy praying to uh, altar of Nakamigos. I thought that was kind of funny. Then later he said, LOL, you guys are crazy. Let's see if you can get to a 1E floor uh, and he'll do it again. So basically challenging the Nakamigos community to push this thing to 1E floor and that drove it even higher. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of interesting behavior there. G-Funk uh, swept 101 Nakamigos, said the top is in. He was wrong. He was kind of right in the middle there, but that was another big component here. And then there were just a lot of big sales. You know, one of the things people like about this project is that you have a bit of trait differentiation. You know, people paying up for different traits, which is something that we're not quite used to in this market where everything has become a floor. You know, here we've seen people really liking different traits, and that's one of the reasons I think the project's doing well. You had a ghost sale. There are only nine ghosts. One sold for 20 ETH. You had this guy with the crown for 14.7, a balloon, a ninja, all, all kind of interesting sales that we've seen there. Uh, other things to talk about. Gabe Ways had an open edition. Gabe Ways is an artist I really like. Uh, we, you know, we, we've written some, some reports about him for Proof Collective. He did this open edition. And the art really looks a lot like Creature World. Like you had a bunch of different uh, characters of Zara, and then each of the open editions got different colors. Minted out at 0.019 ETH. Minted 7,777. Uh, and since then, you've seen the floor prices actually falling down a little bit. So people minted are a little bit down on their investment, but still, uh, congrats to Gabe on that open edition. D-Gods. D-Gods made the move over to ETH. We talked about it Friday. I think we even talked about it Thursday. We won't go too deep here. But what actually happened, you can see that basically ever since listing, the price has just gone down. So it started, you know, the first couple of trades were at 11 ETH. And that yellow line shows you the path. It's gone from 11 ETH all the way down to a floor right now of about 7.9 ETH. I just think that what this largely was, was a buy the anticipation, sell the event story. You know, it was in, in anticipation of the move, you know, people perhaps thought there'd be a blur pump, something like that, that never materialized. And as a result, now people are trying to take profits if they have them. If you actually look at the longer term chart, so this is 
really just the full year, year to date for D-Gods, you can see that we're just kind of back to where we were before the pre-move pump. Okay, so this hasn't been anything all that bad. It just kind of takes us back to where we were before the move happened. You know, if you, if you take this chart back a year, this thing started at three souls. So clearly overall, it's still a very well-performing project. NFT Worlds, I'm not even sure why, but NFT Worlds made a big move, has gone from about 1.2 ETH a couple weeks ago to about 1.8 ETH. So interesting to see that. Let's talk quickly about art projects. Where was the action in art projects? Seven different collections just over the past day, just over the past 24 hours. Seven collections have done more than 10 ETH. Cargo is the number one. That was the curated project that was launched last week. Where were some of the big sales? I'll talk about Cargo in a second, but where were some of the big sales? The Squiggle uh, sold for 16 ETH. Pretty cool, really aesthetic one. Color spread of eight, I believe. But still, that's a pretty strong sale for a Squiggle in this market. Then a bunch of sales that I'd kind of put in that ETH terms uh, of people just taking liquidity where they can. And Meridian for 6.9, despite the 8 ETH floor. A Subscape for 4.21, despite, I believe, the floor above 6 ETH. And then this one on the lower left is a life in West America. Pretty cool piece there, sold for 4.6 weeth. So interesting sales. But again, with those two, the Meridian and the Subscape, we are still seeing art blocks holders who want liquidity really reaching below floor to get it where they can. Cargo mentioned it briefly. This is the art blocks curated piece, that project that came out last week, a thousand pieces. Derek actually talked about it a fair bit on 100 proof. Go check that out. It'll give you a bit of a feel for the project, why he likes this project a lot. It was below one ETH when he did it. And now the, the, the floor price really rallied after that, went to about 1.4 ETH, then kind of settled back down to about one ETH where we are right now. Second thing to talk about, another punk dump. Why do I say another one? It's because we've had two massive dumps in, in CryptoPunks where an airdrop farmer got a lot of them and then sold them all onto the market at once. As we all know, it happened about two weeks ago when the floor price got up to 74 ETH quickly took the floor all the way down to 60 ETH. This was a little bit less aggressive in terms of floor price movement, but actually more punks by one person. You can see that the floor kind of crept up to 64. One person dumped about 100 and the floor price went down below 60. Kind of interesting to see that. I want to dig a little bit into it. Now, you know, why did it why did it dump so hard? There was one wallet. You can see this one on the far left, 3AC. You know, some of the airdrop communities call this the 3AC wallet. You know, kind of ironic name there, but this sold 149 or so, bought a few before then, but net net had one really big sale. And you can see everybody else was kind of even in terms of buying and selling crypto punks. Now let's dig a little bit into this wallet. Okay. Now what we know about airdrop farmers is they buy, you know, by, by putting bids in, kind of build positions, hope that other airdrop farmers will follow them higher, price goes higher, and then they can dump on people. That's kind of the general routine that we see. And you've seen that if you look back for this farmer, you know, he buy a few, sell a few. That blue line is how many this farmer is long. Whenever he's gotten too long and the price has gone up, he's sold. You know, here, this position got very high, got up to about 90, 90 crypto punks, and he just sold them all uh, uh, yesterday, I believe it was. Now, one thing I think is kind of interesting here is that he actually took a pretty big PL loss. He actually lost ETH on this sale. It was about 270 ETH that he lost. You can see this blue line here. I just kind of changed it from how long he was, how many punks he was long to what his actual returns were. And you can see until now, this wallet had actually been making money pretty consistently. But I think with Machi gone and with airdrop farmers consistently losing money, the strategy of buying them and hoping other airdrop farmers will chase you higher has gotten harder and harder. Uh, and this guy just said, I'm going to cut my losses. And he actually took a 270 ETH loss on this trade. Now, who did he sell it to? And I think that this is another piece which, which is interesting. My view right now is that in so many of these collections, there's almost no real activity. All the activity is just airdrop farmers selling these NFTs between each other. I think real buyers know that there's this whole game going on that they're not aware of. 
that can get them in trouble and are staying away. And it's really just a world where airdrop farmers are selling NFTs back and forth. I think that was entirely true here. I am not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I say that every single punk that this guy that this guy sold, all of it would be something like 95 punks, every single one was bought by other airdrop farmers. And the reason I say that is if you look at who the buyers were who bought from them, pretty much every single one of them has already sold multiple punks over the course of this month. These are traders. These are guys who have already been in and out. Those are the ones who got stuffed. Even when I look at the wallets that have not sold punks this month, I look at those wallets and they're clearly guys who've sold 30 doodles, bought 30 doodles, kind of been in the airdrop farm game. So again, so here you had someone who dropped 95 punks and I, we don't, we still don't know who the real longer term buyers are. These are all just buyers who are incentivized to buy, buy the blur token. So it'd be very interesting to see if these incentives ever go away, who's going to pick up the supply. And it's not just in punks. It's really across major projects. Um, couple interesting things. The guy who had lost the ETH, you know, he transferred out. 4,500, 4,750 ETH after this happened out of that wallet. He then transferred 9,000 ETH out of that wallet. So who knows? Maybe he's just moving it to other wallets or maybe he's actually saying, man, you know, I just lost 270 ETH. I'm not as interested in this game anymore. One other thing on a very similar note is that Machi Big Brother uh, really has come out very critical of Blur saying that he even said like that it was fraudulent of them to change the terms because they extended the period. We talked about this last week, how extending the period of double rewards, the people really hurt were the people who lost a lot of money farming for a blur token in the beginning of the season because their double rewards got diluted. This chart I've shown you before, Machi Big Brother in that first period lost about 5,000 ETH farming airdrop, okay? Farming token. So you can see why he'd be disappointed that all that money he lost, he wasn't getting as much reward as he hoped to, which could offset some of it. You know, and that loss was really just about a bunch of bad trades that he really got stuffed with. Last thing to talk about, a few notable sales. Let's talk about art. Enough talking about airdrop farming. Enough talking about blur. Let's go talk about art right now. But actually, we're going to start by talking about PFPs. And we're even going to start by talking about punks. Then we'll talk about art. Punks are hard. Let's just go. A hoodie crypto punk sold for 180 ETH. You can see here that the buyer was EB7. One of the only, one of the bigger buyers on the marketplace. But he says that he had not bought an NFT in over a month. Has been sitting on the sidelines but really wanted to own a crypto, a hoodie punk. This guy trades in and out. Every time he says something is this forever PFP, he trades it like two weeks later, but who knows? He says he likes this. He, uh, the, the deal was with Shully, who's a law, I believe she even minted crypto punks, but needed some liquidity and got the deal done with Eric. Congrats to her. If you look at the price, you know, that was at 180 ETH, pretty far below where the punk, where the hoodie punks have been trading recently. Although we have seen a couple trades in the low 200s. Uh, so this wasn't that far below where they have been. Always interesting to see that. Congrats to buyer and seller. Utes, this Ute sold for 75 ETH. I believe from what I've told, this is the highest Ute sale ever. It's very hard on Magic Eden to go figure out what to arrange by highest sale ever. Much easier on OpenSea. So I couldn't verify that, but we'll just assume it is. Looks like a one of one. Congrats to the seller. Congrats to the buyer. Cool piece there. And then let's talk about a couple artists that had interesting sales. Ben Zank had this piece called Feeling Divided, sold it for 8.69 ETH. Pretty big sale there. If a little bit about Ben. Ben on his website says he was born and raised in New York City, where he is currently based. His work is a spontaneous reaction to his immediate environment and is used as a catalyst for expressing emotions when words fail. Really kind of has this surreal, kind of interesting, kind of otherworldly type of feel. Although a lot of these actually are just photos. And I say just, but are using real kind of situations in front of him to create kind of surreal looking images. I think they're all really, really cool. You can see he's had a few sales above 17 ETH, a 10 ETH, a 12.25 ETH, but congrats to him on the 8.69 ETH sale that he just had. Last one to talk about is this piece, Post Humanity Arcade by Sutu, which sold for 13 ETH. 
Now, this piece is similar to one we presented by OSF a little while ago, where Art Dubai basically creates an installation where the NFT, the image is on the screens, on the walls, it has animation, it has sound, and it's kind of a, a multi-sensorial experience to see the NFT and to see the piece. That all was bundled into an NFT, which was sold, again, this sold for 13 ETH. A little bit about Sutu, who on Twitter is Sutu Eats Flies. His name is Stuart Campbell. He uses art and technology to tell stories as he describes it. He has been commissioned by Marvel, Google, Disney to create VR art, uh, worked on Doctor Strange, Ready Player One, so clearly a very accomplished artist. A few of his other NFT sales, he had one that actually sold for 78 ETH, which is well above where his other pieces have sold. Also one for 23 ETH, which you see in the upper right. I actually love that piece. I think it's really cool. Others for 10, 7. So this 13 ETH was towards the high end of a lot of his sales. So congrats to him. Congrats to the buyer on that. Awesome to see. That's all from me. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, like it below. Subscribe to the channel. Give us a comment. Tell us what you think. And we'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with another show. Have a great day.